Good morning, and welcome to this week's public affairs program. I'm Jay Zimmer in the newsroom. There's a new sheriff in town. Noah Robinson took the oath of office on January 2nd, and now he's taken time out from assembling his command team to sit down and talk with me about his vision for the office and the community. Now, Noah, how did you prepare to run for the office of sheriff? Did you did you talk to uh, Sheriff Wedding about it, or or did you file and then talk to him? It was a an interesting beginning for me. So I first became uh, you know aware of my desire to run for sheriff probably more than three years ago. It's something I've been kicking around in the back of my head because Indiana, as you know, is is term limited. So. We had two uh, four-year terms, and then a sheriff has to step down. And so it's something that we're very familiar with here at the sheriff's office is that cycle. And so I was looking at the, the possibilities uh, of other folks that might run, and uh, I kept coming back to some of my coworkers who uh, were, were thrilled at the idea that I might run. And so um, initially I told the sheriff that I wasn't interested, um, but I later came back and told him I was, uh, was going to run. And at that point he, uh, we, he elected to promote me to chief deputy, and uh, there was some internal um, internal struggle, as you're probably aware of, that that uh, caused a bit of a media splash uh, when I was uh, uh, moved down from chief deputy uh, back down to lieutenant. But that's just kind of part of the process. You know, politics is politics, and uh, it is a political job. And so you have to be aware that when you announce that you might run for something, um, that you have to be aware there's going to be consequences. And so I accepted that. Um, but Sheriff Wedding and I have a great relationship now. Uh, he's been very magnanimous um, in terms of helping with this transition. I have nothing but praise for him in terms of how he handed this office off to me. Uh, and he's going to remains a friend, and he'll be a friend of this office uh, to assist me uh, in moving forward. And so having that relationship there, that handoff, is very critical. And so I couldn't be more pleased with how the transition has gone. And he's and retired in large now, part. Right? He is retired now, and that successful transition is, is due in large part to Sheriff Dave Wedding, and he has my gratitude for it. Well, let me ask you this. Now Now you're elected, and you have the transition period between the election night and the night you uh, you were supposed to take over, which was two days ago, three days ago, mm-hmm. wasn't it? How do you prepare? I know you, you mentioned the Sheriff Dave Wedding helping you with the transition, but how did you prepare mentally and physically for that job? Well, the long campaign process, you know, I announced you know, back in January of 2021, so I've been campaigning for two years. And so the nuts and bolts of the job of being a sheriff deputy, being a, a lieutenant, a major, and then chief deputy, I learned those roles. And so I, I know how the sheriff's office operates and how the internal mechanics work. I was less experienced, in fact, very little experience in the political realm. I don't mean political in any kind of negative connotation, but how you you know get funding, how you solicit funding, how you um, try to move forward your agendas in a broader sense. And so that's where I was less experienced in. And so that campaign process taught me how to talk to other elected officials, build a consensus. And so it, it, it started to click with me that this is why we have people run for office, because it's very much its own education. The running for office is an education in how to work with other politicians to get things done for the community. Excellent. Now, you said you had developed an an interest in running for sheriff. Obviously, that meant you had a vision for how the sheriff's office should be run and and how the service can be provided to the people of Vandenberg County. What was that vision, and how did it develop over your campaign period? 
I spent, well, now I left the Owensboro Police Department back in 2001 and came over here, and so 20, nearly 22 years here at the Sheriff's Office. And I think it's every deputy's desire, you know, every deputy, I don't care how much time you have on or how long you've been in the agency, some, every deputy has a desire to be the boss. You know, what would I, this is what I would do if I was the boss. And so I was no different. I had things that I wanted to change. But my perspective has changed over time. You know, my perspective as a two- or three-year deputy was very different than a 10-year or a 20-year deputy. Uh, things I thought we should do uh, you know, back when I was younger, I would never dream of doing now. It's called wisdom, and, and you, get, you get older and you start seeing a broader, uh, the big picture. And so there are some things that I saw over my career that I thought, well, I would, I would change that. Um, and one of the things that I, I want to implement, and we've already begun, is you know, there's external and there's internal things. External things are things that the public will see. You know, I mentioned this before in my campaign about our community-based policing initiative, having our sheriff deputies in our neighborhoods, uh, building relationships with neighborhood associations and uh, neighborhood watches and attending their neighborhood meetings. That's something the folks will notice uh, toward the uh, midpoint of the year when we get that program spun up. Internal things that uh, just making sure that our promotional process um, and our hiring process is as transparent as possible and that we're rewarding deputies who know how to do their job as opposed to just rewarding time and grade. Uh, so we're, we're selecting the best people for the job and using only those metrics that can be measured, like performance, as opposed to uh, any kind of uh, things that might, be, might engender bias well, he's a good person. I, I like him, so I'm going to promote him. Well, why do you like him? Do you like him because he's really good at his job, or do you like him because you hang out after work? Removing those kind of uh, those biases uh, as much as possible. I want to promote people that uh, I have a good feeling about, but I want to make sure that I'm doing so in a way that is defensible and is clear and is respected by the rest of the office. I want to remove any perception that we're promoting individuals for any other reason other than complete merit. You said before we rolled the tape that it seemed a little strange to come in and and sit in the big chair. Can you talk about that? Yeah, it uh, it was a surreal feeling to to sit behind the desk here that I've been watching Sheriff Wedding sit in um, for the last eight years, and Eric Williams before that, and Brad Ellsworth before that. So to sit down and, and walk past their pictures on the wall and walk into your office and sit down and realize, well, it's it's my desk now, it's my chair now. And so it's, you feel the weight of that responsibility. And I, I never felt it more keenly uh, than on January 2nd when I was sworn in by Judge uh, Wayne Trockman. Um, reciting the oath of office was, was, was quite a moment. I, I choked up for a second there just in the gravity of the situation where I'm, I'm literally promising to do, you know, to do the best job that I can um, and to, to be the best and, and to never falter. And that, the weight of that is it can't be overstated. Um, there's a, there's a history is replete of elected officials who have fallen short. And from that moment forward, when you take the oath and you step in here, people are counting on you. And the entire office is counting on you. The entire community is counting on you. And uh, that's a lot of responsibility. But it's, uh, I'm ready for it. I'm, I, I look forward to it. I know there will be good days and bad days. Um, but, uh, yeah, the weight of that, I can't be overstated. It's a feeling as if I've never experienced a feeling like that before. Uh, it's exciting and terrifying at the same time. Tell the truth. Did you sit and stare at that badge for a while after you got it? You know, I really, I really didn't. Uh, I, I, at one moment, there was one moment I was sitting on my dresser and I looked down at it because I'd, I'd never really paid that much attention to it. And uh, I, I, I took about five seconds, looked at it, and it, 
it was an interesting moment. But I wouldn't say that I sat there and gazed at it. But it, there was a moment there where I looked at it and uh, and kind of smiled. That uh, I spent spent <laughs> twenty two years now trying to earn that, in, in one way or another. So it was it was a nice moment. Tell them, one of the things you inherit as you become sheriff is a jail with a notorious reputation for overcrowding. Are you are you already trying to come up with ways to assuage that, including in, uh, improving the jail and adding to it? Yeah, so we're 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 using a variety of techniques, um, many of which Dave Wedding established, and I will continue. I'm actually meeting with a sheriff uh, from an adjacent county um, next week and trying to uh, maximize the number of inmates we can move over to his facility in order to, to lower the, the uh, capacity here, lo- lower our uh, inmates here uh, to get us down below capacity. Um, and that's a necessary part of it until we can get the expansion built. Um, so the expansion is moving along. I'm, we're meeting with the architect and the, and the contract manager, uh, c- the constructor, later uh, in the week, next week. And I think some opportunities there to make some adjustments to the proposed floor plan. I want to ensure that we are able to have a mental health treatment area inside the facility that's adequate to our needs. We've got to be able to have clinicians and social workers and attorneys uh, be able to access inmates easily uh, and safely and securely while they're in this new addition. And so ensuring that that's part of the uh, the design is very important to me. Um, We are, by fact, the largest mental health provider in the entire county, and we're the least well-equipped to have that distinction. And so this expansion, in my mind, has to address mental health from a structural standpoint and the design of the facility, and it has to allow uh, adequate space for clinicians and other staff to come in here and do their work so that we can get inmates uh, on the path to wellness so that when they're released, um, they're on the right path as opposed to just cycling right back to us. Makes good sense. How do you plan to make use of the sheriff's command post out by the airport? Each sheriff, as as I understand it, has used it in a different way. Well, I will not be making use of the command post by the airport because it was uh, knocked down by the airport authority, so it no longer is in existence. Uh, that's uh, the only problem the uh, use that facility has now is an adjacent building that's used by state parole. So the old command post was was raised probably about uh, three months ago. Um, so we're our operations center is now we, we've changed the name from command post to operations center. And our operations center is located here on the campus of the jail at, at 3500 North Harlan Avenue. Excellent. I'm sorry, I really didn't know that. <laughs> I was driving. Funny thing, I was driving by, uh, driving by and down 41 one day. I looked over and I saw a uh, saw an, an excavator knocking the building down. I, I stopped there and took a few pictures. Uh, it was kind of an interesting moment. But yeah, I worked out of that building for a long time, and I drove by and they were knocking it down. So now, you, now you've got to plant your feet and do what you said you would do in the course of the campaign. What are the very first things that you plan to do, say, in your first six months in office? Well, immediately I um, began taking some tours of the various divisions here at the sheriff's office and meeting with sheriff deputies and confinement officers and listening to their concerns. I want to make sure that we address anything that I would call low-hanging fruit, things that may have been building for a while and, and folks' minds may have gone unaddressed. Um, you know, the previous administration was very responsive, but each administration, you know, each sheriff will have their own take on things. And so people are kind of asking my opinion on where we stand on, on minor issues that affect sheriff deputies, things like uniforms and, and tattoo policies and beards and those kind of things. So I'm getting, getting some opinions from various sheriff deputies, uh, as well as looking at our policies and procedures. We'll do a, doing a review of our use of force policy, and as has been in the news lately, the pursuit policy to ensure that we're 
um, in full compliance with the model policy from the Law Enforcement Training Board. So doing a comprehensive policy review, uh, addressing things like how we handle inmate deaths, which are thankfully very rare, or use of force instances that out in the road that might involve uh, you know, the tragedy of someone losing their life. I want to have a policy in effect so that we're not conflicted, that we have uh, very clear transparency in how we handle officer-involved shootings. So obviously training and professionalism are high up on your list. Very high. Yeah, we, we've uh, recently received a raise, uh, our sheriff deputies did, from the county commissioners uh, endorsed it, and the county council funded it. Uh, it's one of the largest increases that has anyone's ever heard of in, in living memory. And I want to earn that money. I think the public expects a lot from law enforcement. They give us... Uh, and they give us the benefit of the doubt a lot of times, and it's, it's, it's justifiably. We do a good job, and now we're going to be paid very well. And with that comes a lot of responsibility and a duty to do your job and, and earn that money. And so I want our sheriff deputies understanding that the public is always watching and that they need to be proud of their sheriff's office, and we need to give them the kind of service they're paying for, uh, and that's my goal. And uh, the extra money that the county council has funded will also make it easier for you to uh, in to recruit good people. Yeah, one of the things that I was worried that I'd have to deal with right away is figuring out how to bolster recruitment, uh, both for sheriff deputies and even more critically, confinement officers that work in the jail, which historically we've always run very short in the jail in terms of our ability to recruit and retain. And so the confinement officers received a very similar uh, raise package as the, the sheriff deputies. And so... It won't cure all my problems in terms of uh, recruiting recruitment, but it certainly puts me on a better footing than I would have been prior to the raise. So I'm excited about that. But we're not going to stop there. Uh, we know we have a lot of work to do in terms of improving diversity at the sheriff's office. And so that was something I spoke about during the campaign, and we have a program and some plans to improve that, that area as well. And I'm looking forward to getting started on it. This may seem a little self-serving, but how do you see your relationship or the relationship of the sheriff's office with the news media? it very well. I, in my role as a, as a major, uh, a lieutenant, then a major, and then chief deputy, I was always assigned to have responsibilities in, uh, in talking to and relating to the media. So I wrote many, many, many press releases over my time with Dave Wedding, sheriff, and uh, will continue to do so. I, I, like to, I like the sheriff to be the face of the agency. I think people expect to see the sheriff out there uh, representing his agency. Um, but I also understand that I've got to be willing to let other folks talk to the media as well because we have so much going on. We did, I think yesterday we did something like four on-camera interviews yesterday um, because we've got a, you know, a lot of things going on. And so the yeah, sheriff has to be willing to have his, trust his people. If he trusts his people to enforce the law and go out there and make these kind of life-and-death decisions, I'll trust him enough to go on camera and talk about the sheriff's office. And so I am not going to be what you would call a camera hog. I think folks need to see me and know what I'm doing and, and know where I stand. But I also want our our staff to be comfortable talking to the news media as well and providing their, them their information so that they can get the information out to the public as quickly and as accurately as possible. So you're planning on being as accessible to the news media, including my humble self, as you've always been? Absolutely, without a doubt. Are there any leftovers from previous administrations that you're aware of that you're going to have to deal with, positive or negative? No. Uh, Sheriff Wedding ran a very clean ship, and so he's left me uh, left me in, in good hands here. I don't have any impending crises that I need to address that have been left to fester. 
Um, it's basically learning the job now. I've done a lot of the things that I'm doing right now. I've learned how to do them. But learning how to interact with counsel and uh, you know, handle the budget, uh, although I did some of that previously, it's different when you're, when you're now the captain of the ship. And so building relationships with uh, you know, some of our judges and uh, council members and commissioners is, is top of my priority because I want to be seen as someone who accommodates other agencies and other offices in the county and the city and work together as a team. So that's my, my goal right away is to foster those kind of relationships and uh, move forward together. We're a little more than halfway through the show right now. We have some time left over. Let's get into some details on some of the points of your vision that you want to address and in what order you want to put them in. Take your time and tell us what you want the the sheriff's office to look like six months or a year from now. Well, uh, as you know, I've got a a vision that I outlined during the campaign. and so I, I, what I want, as I've alluded to earlier, is to ensure that as we progress on this jail expansion project, uh, that we're taking the, the desires and the, and the wants of our confinement officers uh, and what kind of facility they want to work in. I've got to improve the working conditions in that jail. Right now, the jail is uh, it's not the, the most fun place to work. Um, and I want to make sure that our employees that come there every day and are, are locked in there with, the other, with inmates uh, that they have uh, that their their needs and wants are being addressed, and that we have a you know, a positive environment in which to work, and expansion will will help us along that front because it will allow us to better classify inmates, so that we can move inmates out that that don't get along with other inmates or inmates that are you know, problem or discipline issues, move them to another area, and that will decrease the the, the workload on our confinement officers because now uh, housing units that uh, that have inmates that are of a similar classification will typically have less problems than when you have a mixed classification housing area in which inmates that are disciplinary, discipline problems are circulating with inmates that are not. And so being able to uh, move inmates around and classify them better, I think, will improve um, staff morale substantially. In addition, the, you know, the council has authorized us a significant amount of money to upgrade our security systems and here at the jail. That will allow us to uh, manage the inmates much better uh, we'll be shifting to um, more indirect supervision model on some of our areas here in the jail. What that means is a, a confinement officer will no longer have to uh, be inside the housing unit continuously with the inmates, which can be stressful. Um, it's, it's not fun to sit there and be the, the focal point of 60 to 80 inmates uh, all day uh, because when you're a confinement officer and you're in one of those housing units, you are the show. Uh, those inmates are all watching you to detect, detect any sign of weakness or uh, to try to, uh, you know, to, to intimidate in some cases, other times manipulate. And so being in that housing unit continuously is a lot of stress on some of our employees. And so the ability to be able to step out, monitor the housing units remotely via camera uh, with full audio and full video um, will allow us to move to deploy our staff a little more intelligently so that we're not sticking staff members by themselves in direct contact with 60 or 70 inmates at a time. It's not particularly safe, and it's not particularly effective in my mind. And so I'm looking forward to implementing that program over the course of this year as we partner with uh, our vendor uh, to begin retrofitting the jail with more modern security uh, door controls and, and camera monitoring equipment. Excellent. What about the court officers? You're in charge of those too, aren't you? We are. So we have uh, one of the largest divisions in the sheriff's office uh, is our court security and transportation division. And so we have uh, 
quite a few of our sheriff deputies that are down there assigned to protect the courts, and we have a number of deputies assigned to doing transports. As you may imagine, uh, with housing so many inmates out of the county right now, uh, by virtue of the fact that we're overcrowded here, our, our deputies have to make uh, transport runs to adjacent counties, uh, some as far as Illinois, uh, where we're keeping quite a few inmates over there, um, to pick the inmates up and take them back for court hearings. So ensuring that we're using video court to the extent possible and that our partner agencies uh, have embraced uh, the concept of video court, which most all have, but ensuring that we're using that intelligently and that we're working with our courts to ensure that whenever possible we have inmates appear via video to avoid having to make a transportation run. It's very manpower and fuel intensive, and if we can avoid doing that, we will. We'll see some cost savings uh, as we bring more inmates back home into the county uh, once the expansion is complete but that's down the road quite a bit. And until that happens, we've got to manage our inmates smartly. And so our, our court division is, uh, is responsible for that, and they do a very good job. Now, you've answered my questions candidly and honestly, for which I'm very grateful. And I'd like to, give you, to let, have you use the last uh, nine minutes or so of the show to just talk to, the, talk to the listeners and tell them what you want to tell them. I appreciate that. Well, I think uh, as far as me taking over and uh, some changes that the public might see um, is you're going to see our social media presence ramp up a bit and, and not just in superficial ways. Um, I really, I think folks appreciate content being delivered to them, not just to consume uh, for fun, but for meaning, meaningful communication. I think folks want to know what is going on in their neighborhoods. And so I've been, I was quick to embrace the next door platform a number of years ago, and we got the sheriff's off on Nextdoor, which is kind of like Facebook for neighborhoods. It's very popular. And uh, if I can get uh, get more interaction on there, and I've got a staff member that's going to be assigned to uh, improving our social media delivery so that we're putting things out there that are relevant to people, not just fluff or puff, but actual meaningful content that helps keep folks safe, helps keep them aware of what's going on in their neighborhoods and their business districts, and promote two-way communication. Uh, I don't want it to devolve into, I guess, some, sometimes it happens on Facebook, uh, you know, name-calling or, or, or conversation that's not productive. Um, but I do want to have folks being able to interact with the sheriff's office online to a greater extent than currently exists. And I want to make sure that folks can share information with us. Uh, if you want to deliver a tip, some folks want to call, some folks want to send an email, other folks want to do it on the phone. Uh, but I want to expand the ways that you can contact the sheriff's office to whatever you're, whatever you're most comfortable with and making sure that we're having those conversations online that are meaningful and that's just not an automated response. Anything else on your mind? Well, let me take if we have a brief pause here. I can go over some of my notes. Not a problem at all. We're talking to the new sheriff, Noah Robinson, on our public affairs program for this week. Sheriff, how do you want to wind things up here? We've got about about seven minutes. Well, I appreciate you, Jay, giving me the opportunity for you to, to, uh, to talk to me today uh, about what my plans are for the agency. As you can imagine, I'm sitting here in this chair now and uh, getting my, my staff all lined out, which all the promotions go into effect officially on Friday. So my new chief deputy, Nathan Sugarman, the new jail commander, Dave Getling, uh, the new uh, support services major, uh, Rob Clark, and we're getting uh, getting started and uh, sitting down and kind of forming uh, the basis of our goals for the, the first year. And so it's uh, kind of like the first day in school. <laughs> so we're, 
we're all sitting around here, uh, many of which uh, you know have never been in the positions that we are now. But every one of us has a long tenured uh, time here at the sheriff's office, and so we, we've made some appointments that are of folks that are eminently qualified to do the positions that they're doing. And so learning how how we're going to go forward and kind of set the tone, and I think that's very important uh, that I set the tone with our employees and the public of what kind of sheriff I'm going to be. And so I think that this this first couple of months are going to be critical and uh, to outlining what the public and what our employees can expect from me and my command staff. And so we're we're having those discussions internally right now and putting out memorandums and special orders uh, showing folks uh, you know what kind of sheriff I'm going to be, which is one that's going to listen. It's going to take our employees' uh, wants and needs into, into consideration first before we go forward on any piece of action, uh, but also one that's going to hold our employees accountable. And uh, I'm not one that's a strict disciplinarian, um, I do now realize that mistakes are going to be made, and we're, we're all human. But uh, I, I'd have an issue if an employee makes a willful mistake or, or one with malice. Uh, I, I don't like sloppiness. And we have a job that's very important. We make mistakes, and it impacts public safety. You know, if somebody's having a bad day in a jail, you know, the wrong inmate gets released. That can have a profound impact on public safety. And so making sure that we get it right and making sure that we have processes in place that need to be followed and are followed, and that our supervisors are following up on that to ensure that our folks are doing their jobs. So I'm all about accountability, but I want our folks to know that um, their, their wants and needs will be taken into consideration as well. And I'm, I'm not going to be a tyrant. Uh, I believe in collaboration both with the community and with the staff that I work with. So I'm looking forward to it. And I know my command staff is as well, and we're excited to get started. must have been tough to put the band together, as it were, to pick the people that are running the various departments. You know, it, honestly, it wasn't that hard. Um, you know, I had two years as running for sheriff um, to kind of think about some of these things. And so I already had some folks in mind. Um, and it was based on their work performance and their, their resp- and the fact that they're very well respected within the agency. And so uh, folks kind of just selected themselves in my mind. Uh, the, the choices I made seemed very natural. You had two years, you said, to uh, think about these people. You must have been pretty confident of victory at that point. You know, I wouldn't say confident, and, and certainly not cocky. Um, I, I was never never completely convinced of the outcome, uh, because the danger in that is that you start slack and you stop working hard. So I always I was running like I felt like I was a mile behind. So it was it was a breakneck speed the entire time. But I also knew that you know I, I didn't want to, to suddenly win uh, and then have no plan. And so I had to balance between campaigning and planning and campaigning always came first because there wasn't much of a point in having a great plan if you didn't have the authority to execute it. But it was always in the back of my mind, certainly, uh, was uh, what the structure of the agency would look like um, after I won. And so we were able to hit the ground running uh, when that occurred. Makes sense. Any final thoughts? No, Jay, I appreciate the opportunity to be to talk with you here today. And as always, call me anytime you like. I'm always available to the news media. Um, and if I'm not available, I will find someone to talk to you, to you guys. I want to make sure the information is getting out there to the public. And you're going to see a few changes on our website, our Facebook page, our next door platform, Twitter. You're going to see more activity uh, coming in the coming weeks, more content. And not just content for content's sake, but actual, actual meaningful communication, which is uh, what I'm all about. Can't argue with that. Sheriff Noah Robinson, thank you very much for joining us this early in your tenure. And uh, I'm sure we'll be doing this again. Anytime you like, Jay, and thanks for your time, as always. Always a pleasure, sir.
Thank you for joining us for the Public Affairs Program this week. I'm Jay Zimmer. From all of us at Midwest Communications Evansville, make it a great week.